The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Buedinamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Buedinamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. If your Bible is yours, could you please lift it up and say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I will become what it says I can become. I will go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Come on, slap your chest and say, I am a believer. You can do it better. Say, I am a believer. Amen. Um, turn with me quickly to the book of uh, Genesis, chapter number 26. The 26th chapter of the book of Genesis. The first book of the Bible, the chapter number 26. So that in case you are going through the New Testament, you will quickly flip to the Old. Genesis, chapter number 26. We read from the verse number 1. Genesis 26. Have you found it? If you are still searching, we'll give you some few seconds. I know some people are struggling. Their eyes are giving them problems. Mrs. Super is really struggling, her eyes. Abiku has to flip it for her. Oh, Abi, help her. Help, help your brother, help your sister. Somebody might be struggling. Help them. Turn it on. Amen. Genesis 26, we read from the verse number 1. And there was farming in the land beside the first farming that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. So journey in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. The verse number four says, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Verse five, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, and Isaac dwelt in Gerah. The men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, she's my sister. That's one of the problems of marrying a beautiful lady. For he feared to say, she's my wife. Lest said he, the men of the place will kill him um, for Rebecca. Because she was fair to look upon. Mm. And it came to pass. When he had been there a long time that. Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a surety, she's your wife. Nobody plays with a sister like that. You can't play with your sister like that. You cannot. And how says thou, she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, lest I die for her. Abimelech said, what is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have leaned with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltness upon us. Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. 
We are going to run it as a series, and so let me read till I get to probably the verse number 14, then I'll stop. We'll break it into pieces. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man was great and went forward and grew until he became very great, for he had possessions of flocks, possession of herds, and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him envied him let us pray heavenly father we know that the grass will wither the flower will fade but your word will abide forever we pray that you give us a word that works oh god bring us illumination give us insight send us to a place where we can appreciate what you have for us the end of the day we'll lift up our hands we will thank you oh god anoint these lips of clay put a word in it for somebody bring us to the place where you've destined for us to be when it's all done our voices will be lifted and we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, look for three people. Ask them, are you in your appointed place? Or are you going to your appointed place? Ask your neighbor, I, please, I want you to get an answer. I'm going to do a random sampling and find out the kind of answers that you were able to get. Ask your neighbor, are you in your appointed place? Are you in your appointed place? What are the answers you're getting? Oh, really? How many yeses did you get? How many yeses? Yeses can show by hand as they vote in parliament. Let the eyes. Okay, where are the no's? The people who say they don't know whether they are there or no. They, 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 are, they don't know. They, they are not so sure. Um, I've said it that when God wants to bless a man, he gives him two things, two things. God gives him great ideas and good people. God will never bless a man without ideas. If you read the book of Deuteronomy, when the Bible says, Behold, I'm the Lord that giveth thee power to make wealth, or I give you the power, the authority, the capacity to make wealth. The word power there is not the same word as in dunamis or kratos that you find in the other portions of scripture that is to denote power that is used to exercise demons or the authority of the believer. The word power there means the capacity or the ideas to make wealth. So when God wants to bless a man, he doesn't give him uh, money. When God wants to bless you, he gives you ideas. And therefore, if God gives you an idea and you use the idea to make wealth and people rob you of what you had, um, because the idea is originally yours, God will find a way to break you through with that same idea because you have the, the patent right. You have uh, the, 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 the right, the, the, the mindset, the philosophy behind what you created. So God will give a man ideas. That is the first thing. Then he will give the man good people, uh, good people. Um, no matter how great or splendiferous your idea is, if you don't have good people to back you up, there is no way you will ascend. You need good people to help you um, achieve or send or drive your ideas to the promised land. Um, these two things granted, you need three things to also be in place. 
um, the people factor will still be at play because you need the people factor. Um, when God is exalting the horns of any man or before any man gets to the realm of manifestation or in the place of self-actualization, you need three things to also be at play. The first thing is that the, that person needs appointed people. You need appointed people, you need appointed place, and you need the appointed time. Let me reword it. You need appointments, but you need appointment with place, appointment with people, and appointment with time. You need these three things to also come together. Appointed people, appointed place, appointed time. Um, if you are within your appointed time and you have the appointed people in your life, but in, an, uh, in a place that is not an appointed place for your life, there is no way you will manifest or you'll get to the place where God wants you to get to. And so you need these three things to come together. If you, have, if you are in your appointed place and within your appointed time and you don't have the appointed people, you'll be frustrated and disappointed. You need the three things together. You need the appointed people, you need to be in the appointed place, and you need the appointed time. And now today we are starting, or this whole month, how many weeks do we have? This whole month we are doing the appointed place. Um, it should take us about three or four weeks, then we should be done. And today I just want us to navigate um, with the compass of the Bible, the two dimensions of the appointed place, your spiritual place and your physical place. Look at somebody and say, your place is in twofold. So there are two places. Your spiritual place and your physical place. Look at somebody and tell the person, you have a physical place and you have a spiritual place. Um, your neighbor didn't really understand you. Could you please shake the person? Say, you have two places in your life. Your spiritual place and your physical place. Amen. Um, these two things are very crucial for you to fulfill destiny. You need your climate right. You need the atmosphere right. You need everything very right. Um, I have heard many people say um, that, oh, as far as I have the blessing of God upon my life, wherever I am, I can do well. It's not true. It's not true. As far as I am, oh, wherever place the soles of your feet shall tread upon, you shall possess as your portions of the inheritance. Those portions you possess are portions that are designated by God as yours. I want us to carefully examine scriptures so that at least you will understand some of these things and you don't just quote scriptures and sleep. Because God is sending you somewhere. When he brought you into this world, you were wired or configured to fulfill an assignment. That's, that's it. You were configured. God had put you together. He had, he had wired you to fulfill destiny and bring to pass a divine agenda. God had a plan before he brought you into this world. And that plan is supposed to be fulfilled within a designated time, but also in a particular place. It cannot be fulfilled anywhere. For instance, Jesus gave a parable and he said, a sower went out to sow. And when he was sowing, some of the seeds fell on the rocks. It grew. It started. It showed up. It germinated and yet it died. Um, others also fell in thorny places. And the Bible says that it also germinated, but the thorns had choked it and it also died. It withered and it died. Others also fell on the roadside and birds came to eat it up. 
And the Bible says there is another seed that also fell on the good soil. And that Bible says that it germinated, it did well, it brought forth fruits. It means that, this, that it's the same. I mean, the variable is the same. It's the same. It's seed. The same seed. The same seed. What determined the fate of the seeds were not what the seeds were carrying. Because it's the same seed. Carrying the same configuration, more or less. But it was the soil. The soil had a say in the outcome of the seed. It was not so much to do with the seed. It is about where the seed fell. And so in life, it is where you will fall. It is not so much what you carry. It is where you fall. If that seed that fell on the rocks had found itself on the good soil, it would have done well. If that seed that fell in thorns had found itself on the good soil, it would have done well too. So it's not so much to do with where the seed, um, what the seed carried, because potentially all the seed had the inner tenacity to do well, but their environment subdued them. It means that your environment can subdue you from getting where God really wants you to get to. There are people who God brought them into this world to make it big time, but where they fell determined what happened to them. Give birth to a child in Ankasi, my mother's village. And take that child to Ankasi early. And give, say they are twins. And leave that one there and take another to Achimoto School. Or take the person to um, Massachusetts. Or let somebody go and do engineering at KNUSD. And another go and do engineering at MIT. The same people, the same twins. Give this person this upbringing here and take this other person there. When you bring them together after 20 years and you tell them to reason, you know that this one is light years ahead of the one you left in my village. The same brain from the same womb. The development where they fell had shaped them differently. What I mean is that where you find yourself is so crucial to where God wants you to get to. No matter what you carry, if you don't find yourself in a suitable environment that promotes your growth and advancement, there is a likelihood that you will not get to where God wants you to get to. That is why those who fell on the thorns, Jesus said, the things of life choked them up. Others that fell on the rocks, they couldn't develop tap roots. Because if you read um, the Bible, the Bible says that in the sons of Judah, they, have, they develop their tap roots down and they bring their fruits up. And so sometimes God will want your tap, fruit, tap, tap roots down so that you can develop your fruits. But that kind of seed did not get that tap root because the rocks had choked it. It means that if you are placed anywhere that you cannot develop taproot, no matter how long you stay there, you cannot bear fruit. It's going to be serious, so I'm, I don't want to rush you. Just take my time. If you are planted in the wrong place, no matter what, and I, I gave you the intro last week to tell you that Throughout the Bible, metaphorically, 
we are likened to seeds and trees by extension, metaphorically. Uh, if you read the book of Isaiah chapter 61, the Bible says when he was talking about the, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach glad tidings unto the me. Da, 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 da. The Bible goes on to say that that day may be called the trees of righteousness and the plantings of God. Two things. A tree needs to be planted. Either and that, it can be green for a short time. Then it withers. But not just planted. It needs to be planted at the right place. So someone says that planted by the rivers of water. It means that where you are planted as the tree of righteousness or the planting of God is crucial. You cannot be planted anywhere. It's not possible. You cannot be anywhere and everywhere and expect to bear fruit. It's not possible. You need to find your physical place as well as your spiritual place. In moving on with that, because probably next week we'll do how to dwell in where God has appointed you to be. Um, you need to understand these things, people of God, that wherever you will be will have a say to the outcome of your life. Wherever you will be. Wherever you will be. That is why it's, there are people who when they, go, they, when they are going into business, they'll go to a shrine or they'll go to... Um, satanic coven they will get to places and get certain things to buttress what they are doing physically why because they want to satisfy the two places there should be a spiritual place to what you do and there should be a physical place for what you do if you don't satisfy the two places there is a likelihood you'll get into errors and you wither and die you cannot because if you, don't, if you don't understand your nature and how God has wired you, you will live your life like any other person. But we are not the same. Look at somebody and say, we are not the same. Oh, come on, look for somebody. Say, we are not the same. We might all be in the same church, be feeding from the same well, but we are not the same. Can you tell your neighbor that so that he doesn't compare himself with you? Please, 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 tell, tell, tell your neighbor. The fact that we are all fair doesn't mean we are the same. The fact that we are all dark doesn't mean... Look at somebody. The person might be fair by your side or dark by your side, but do not be deceived by the color of our skin tone. We are not the same. We are not the same. That is why if you see somebody doing something, you don't try to do it. If um, um, Ike, Ike was the last person who sang... He as slim as myself. Probably uh, we have the same skin tone. And because he can pitch and do all those things, I also hold a microphone. I slim. Then I start doing the same thing. There is a likelihood everybody. Because we are not the same. We might look the same, but our configurations are different. We might look the same. In fact, we can all speak in the same tongues. You go to places and people, the tongues is like rhythm. This one is doing boo, this one is doing car. And you might think that they are doing the same. But you see, inwardly and in the mind, in, in, before God, they are different people. If you are not mindful, you will be living your life in the shadows of another person. 
Your place is your place. Your place is not my place. Be in your place. Stay in your truck. Stay in your zone. And let me find my space too. We are not the same. No matter what you think, no matter how you see yourself, you are not the same. There can be two Cristiano Ronaldos. There can be two Messi's. There can only be one Jose Mourinho. Only. There can be another. Oh, yes. Oh, don't lead me into temptation. There can be another. It's, it's important. You are you. Uniquely you. Your thumbprint even gives you an idea that God has made you so unique that there is no other person that is like you. And so find your place in God and stop looking at others to live your life. The Bible says, and there was farming. Do we have time? 15 minutes, yes. Um, and there was farming in the land um, besides the first farming. And one day we have to deal with breaking the family patent. Because Abraham experienced farming. Isaac experienced farming. The man called Jacob experienced farming that led his sons to go looking for food. If you are not mindful what happened to your father or your father's father will happen to your father or happen to you, it will happen to your children. Sometimes you need to break those patterns of the family. If you do understand the paths and the, if you map out the scripture carefully, you realize that he wasn't the first person to deny his wife. His father did sing. So if you are not mindful, what your fathers do, you will do. There are men who are struggling to be faithful to their wives because that was something that their fathers couldn't deal with. Anybody that is coming from a polygamous family is highly likely, if God doesn't break it from his life, is going to repeat it. Patterns. If you see a man who chases women, even though he is married, look for the father. I'm telling you, look for the father. There are patterns that need to be addressed. Because for him, his father went out and said to them, my sister, he went out and the same thing as if when the father was being asked that question, he was there. Because you see, there are witnesses in your loins, just that they don't talk to you. Your seeds that you carry, your children, whatever you are doing, they, they define and shape their lives. So there was an informal communication sent to the generation to come, even though that by that time, they had not started giving birth. And the child did the same thing. So if you decode their DNA, you realize that it's the same thing that is running through them. There was farming and Isaac. The Bible says that when Abraham, in the book of Genesis chapter 11, talked about his paganistic family and his background, when you get to chapter number 12, God says, leave. For him, when there was famine and there was problem, God asked him to move. When it comes to the man called Isaac, when there was a problem, God told him, stay. That means that although they are coming from the same lineage, their destinies were different. There are certain businesses that you get to, and we'll get into that before the series ends, so that you know which one is your place. There are certain 
um, businesses that you get in, that there will be turbulence, and it doesn't mean that leave. You see, you might be in a place that you might be experiencing drought or famine. The fact that you are in your appointed place doesn't mean you won't go through struggles. And I'll explain that. The Bible says, except a a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. There is always a dying process even in the appointed place. Except a grain of seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Because you see, although the land is suitable... The, the soil is good for that plant or for that seed to germinate. Although it's suitable, it still has to go through the dying process. Except it falls to the ground and dies. In that dying stage, it comes with frustrations and disappointments. But the Bible says that unless it dies, it abides alone. But it takes death to bring life. It takes death to bring life. Without dying, there can't be living. God has to kill certain things so that he can cause life to emanate from others. You have to die to live. And you have to understand these things. You might be in your own appointed place, physical place. And yet, you'll be fought in that same place. It will be a mistake on your part to think that as far as I am in my appointed place, and so far as I'm in my appointed place, Things are supposed to be all kisses and roses. It's not going to be like that. God said unto them, we read that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 the the other time. God said, I've given you the land but contend with them. So although that is your place, you need to fight to get it. There is always a place for a fight when it comes to the things that God has for you. You have to fight for it. But there is another aspect of it. That really helps you to flourish in your appointed place. And that is your spiritual climate. Your spiritual source will determine your success and stability in the long term. You need your spiritual climate. That becomes the fertilizer or the manure for your physical place. Whatever needs to happen in the physical realm might have happened in the spiritual realm. And so if you don't have your spiritual climate right, there's a likelihood you'll fail in the long term. I told you last week that just as the fish, the fish does well, lives in, on oxygen, even in the water. Through its gill system, is able to pass out the, the, the water and retain the oxygen, actually. And... And yet, if you bring the same fish out, the same oxygen that it was living on, it kills it. What happens is that it's not because it hates oxygen, but that habitat is not conducive for its development. It enjoys life in a short term, but it dies soon after. Before its death, it becomes very hyperactive. And if you are not in your right habitat spiritually, you might enjoy some success that you are thinking, oh, but, but, but I'm doing well anyway. That is the hyperactivity that leads to death. And so sometimes you might be very active, but what it's doing is that it's killing you slowly. Or you might die suddenly. Any place that is not your appointed place will lead to wastage and death. Like the prodigal son, 
went out to a far country, wasted everything that he had. Why? Because where he went to was not his appointed place. We'll get there from next week. Ruth and Naomi said, go, because I'm returning. Where Naomi had increase and growth, when they left there, everything that were in their hands, they lost it. Naomi, Ruth and Naomi got restitution when they got back to Bethlehem, Judah. Why? Because it is only in the place where God has designated for you that you'll find flourishing and abundance. Until you find your place of covering, your life will never find coverage. You see, you need your spiritual climate right. Look at somebody and say, you need your spiritual climate right. Oh, come on, look at somebody and say, you need your spiritual climate right. No matter how smart you are, even if you are in the industry or in the place or in the, on the right career path, if you don't have the right spiritual climate, you are going to, you are going to wither and die. Today, when I was coming, the first call that I had today was from a prophet um, who is there. He's there. Prophet. A prophet. He called me and he said, uh, in fact, he, he had called and I didn't answer. So he sent a WhatsApp message and said, A, B, C, D. God gave me a vision about um, the maker's house and I want to share with you. It's a prophet that is with Archbishop Duncan Williams, actually. So I said, okay. I sent him a test back and I said, okay, I was, I was a bit busy getting ready, but um, you can call anytime you are ready. So he called when I was coming and he said, um, I saw three angels. And the three angels had gotten into the maker's house. Check out his revelation. The three angels had gotten into the maker's house and the angels were anointing the palms and the heads of people. And he said, he asked, what does this mean? And he was told about what God is doing. He said to me, he said, if you could humbly suggest. He said, I, 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 if I can humbly suggest, I, I pray that you find time and anoint the palms and the forehead and, and the heads of everybody in the maker's house. Because what he saw was that God was raising giants and great people from, that's what he said. I didn't say anything. Then he said, um, and God said, I'm raising multi-millionaires and business people from this ministry. So, just hold it. Hold it. And so, I said, okay, thank you. We'll be praying about it um, and praying for them. Um, on Sundays, we don't do anointing service. But I believe that after praying, I'll, I'll buy into the mind of God and find out um, when or how we should go about that. Because... Um, once the revelation that you saw, and that is what God showed you, it means that God is up to something. Now, what it all means is that when God was giving us this mandate or this commission and said, it will be a place that great people will converge, it means that that is what the heavens have programmed and planned. What it also means is that this is the right atmosphere and climate that you are supposed to gain nourishment from that will fuel where God wants you to get to. Now, if another person somewhere who doesn't even know the mandate behind the commission is saying that this is what God said, it means that the atmosphere in this place is ripe and suitable for where God wants 
wants you to get to. And so when we talk about a place, we are talking about where God is placing you and getting you ready and prepared for where God wants to get you to. Uh, can I pray for somebody? You see, if you are in your right place, do we have children of God here? The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. As a child of God, I don't think God will order my steps in the wrong place. He ordered your steps to the maker's house so that he can plant you here. And once he plants you here, he brings you spiritual nourishment. And once he gives you spiritual nourishment, what he's telling you is that I am giving you the right atmosphere spiritually so that your physical climate will be conducive for your advancement. You need two places. I was telling um, a man of God who said, he came here and he said he heard it yesterday when I was talking about this. And so he called me. But how do I go about this? I said, you see, when people understand their spiritual climate, um, let, who is the most renowned pastor in the world? Uh, any of them. Any of them. Say T.D. Jakes. Dr. Michael Wood, okay. All right. Um, say we have T.D. Jakes. We have, say, Ben Heen. We have... Now, if your atmosphere... Now, watch this. Your configuration. I started talking about how you are configured. Because you, where, where, you, where you harvest sugar cane, you cannot harvest tomatoes. Where you harvest um, cocoa, you cannot harvest rice. Because their configurations are different. What it means is that if God has configured before eternity and before time, that your spiritual nourishment is supposed to be in the maker's house. Let Ben-Hin plant a church next door and go there irrespective of the anointing upon his life. You won't do well. Reason is that climate is not conducive for you. It's not that he doesn't have the right climate. His climate is good, but it's not yours. You might be a sugar cane getting yourself on a hard ground. It is just like planting the cactus in a marshy area. It is just as trying to harvest um, orchids in a marshy area. It doesn't want that. It can even orchids can do well even around hardwoods and, and even charcoal. It doesn't need that much water. Although it's beautiful, it doesn't need that. There are other flowery plants too that do well in marshy areas. And so no matter how anointed that man of God is, if God has not wired your, your, your plant system such that your sustenance and development will be attained through his soil, no matter how hard he prays for you, it won't work. Reason is that that spiritual climate is not good for you. One of the things that leads to the, the greatest misery is people who don't know where they are planted by moving from place to place. It rather leads to misery. The mystery in ministry is understanding and identifying where God has planted you. Well, it's a series. I don't want to um, hype you too much. We'll get to that place. If God wants you to be in a place, and I'm telling you this, some of you physically, you are in your right place. 
you discover that physically you are not in the right place as the, uh, the series progress. If you are not in the right place, there are certain pointers that you will know. But if some of you can be in the right place, you are hitting so hard but getting no results. Why? Because you are not being planted in your right place spiritually. Some of you have been in the maker's house, but you are hanging. You are not planted. We'll talk about it. Some of you, this is the right place God has brought you. God ordered your steps. I believe that some of you are visiting us today for the very first time. But I strongly believe that if God orders the steps of a good man, it means that God is ordering your steps to plant you. And stay planted and rooted. Look at somebody and say, stay planted. I think my time is up. So look at somebody and say, stay planted. Or look at another and say, stay planted. And anybody who has been planted in this place... Any spiritual nourishment that you need as a fertilizer for your next level. May the Lord God himself lift you up and grant you that grace. That you will be able to take territories and fulfill destiny. Even as men and women are seeing visions and great visions from all over the place. How men are being lifted and how God is anointing and lifting people up in this place. It means that God has set this stage and prepared this ground to raise men and great women. When God was giving us this mandate and this commandment he said it will be a place that great people will converge it means that you cannot be in this place and be mediocre you cannot be in this place and remain small or insignificant whatever thing that you require to rise up in life even as you find yourself planted in this place may you tap from the great nourishment that this land can bring thank you for listening we hope you've been blessed with destiny word by dr michael Boydinyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word, first service, 7 to 9 a.m., second service from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570 or visit our website www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.